This is Bria Barthel with Hudson Mohawk Magazine. And as most people know, February is Heart Health Month. And I'm here with two special guests to talk about an event that's coming up around women's heart problems and women's heart issues specifically. My guests are Dee Birkins, a heart health advocate who can share her own personal experience with issues, and Dr. Christoph Drzmowski, who is an interventional cardiologist, and we'll find out what the heck that means when we start talking. So Dee and Dr. Dee, welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you. Thank you, Brea. To start off, uh, perhaps, Dr. Drzmalski, I'll start with you. Tell us something about why there is extra attention in February about women's heart health. Are women more at risk or more difficult to diagnose? So everyone is at risk of having heart disease, whether you're a man or a woman. The classically, when we think about cardiovascular health and heart attacks, you can picture that uh, gentleman who is probably overweight grabbing his chest, but that's not the only person who can have heart disease. And women, a lot of times will have a different kind of symptom, not your classic textbook symptom. So when something's not right, someone feels something's not right, it's important to get evaluated. And that's always the the difficult thing is underappreciation of what symptoms are causing um, are, are the reason that someone should come to our attention and be evaluated for heart disease. We know that one in every five women will have a heart problem in their lifetime. And it's important to be evaluated if and when that time comes. Speaking of the, the difficulties, Dee, uh, in previous communication, you said you were a misdiagnosed woman. Tell us I a little was. bit about what happened with you. I'm currently 77 years old. And when I was about 47, so we're talking 30 years ago, I was experiencing a lot of chest pain on a regular basis. I was extremely exhausted in a debilitating sort of way. I was getting ready to turn 50 and I hated the thought of turning 50 because when I would complain that I wasn't feeling well, often what I heard was, well, you know, you're not as young as you used to be. So in my mind, I was associating turning 50 with not feeling well. And I had requested at the time from my primary care doctor to please let me go for a stress test because I noticed with exertion is when I had the chest pain going upstairs if I was walking around the block and I had leg pain also. And the problem was at the time I was very petite. I wasn't quite 50. And it ended up that this particular doctor told me that I had arthritis in my chest. Well, come to find out I had classic angina. That's what was going on. So after a couple of years, my gut instinct was telling me that something was really wrong. And, and I was frustrated because I had on numerous occasions asked him to send me for a nuclear stress test and he refused. He wouldn't give me the referral. 
he said to me, you know, and he would sit me down in the office and he would like do an EKG while I was there. And I was there, there was no, you know, activity involved and everything came back normal. I wasn't on blood pressure medication at the time. I had no blood pressure issues. My cholesterol was right smack dab in the middle of the normal range. And he said to me on paper, you look absolutely perfect. But the thing that he refused to consider in this whole situation was that my maternal grandmother, my mother, my mother's identical twin sister all had heart attacks before they were 50 years old, did not consider my family history. Dr. Drismalski, does that kind of ignoring people's symptoms still occur with women? And also, is it common that there's no problem showing on an EKG and yet there's heart issues? So that does not happen with me. I take every complaint seriously, but just like you can have a phenomenal mechanic and a not so phenomenal mechanic, you can have the same thing in medicine. So when something's wrong, I always urge patients, you know, get another opinion, never hurts for that. The trouble with the EKG is that it's sometimes a falsely reassuring test. It's a quick 10 second test, but really all an EKG can tell you is in that 10 second moment of time, are you having an arrhythmia, so an electrical problem? that would refer to atrial fibrillation. That's the most common one we can see. And sometimes you can get other kind of EKG changes that give you an idea that maybe there's a problem, but it's very, very common to have a completely normal EKG right now and an hour later have a heart attack and that EKG will change because you weren't having a heart attack at the time, right? So it all depends on what's going on in the body. So again, the EKG is something we do very frequently. It's easy. It takes 10 seconds, but it's a lot of times falsely reassuring. Now, you mentioned atrial defibrillation, and I've noticed that there are more of those devices available in public spaces. When did that start happening? What kind of training is needed to use them? Tell us something about the atrial defibrillators. So atrial fibrillation is the most common electrical abnormality of the heart. About 33% of people will have it in their lifetime. And technology has gotten all- I'm sorry, say that again. A third of people will have it? Yes, in their lifetime. Yep. Often happens as we get older, part of the uh, maturity stage of life. If you didn't have it before, it can happen in the future. Um, But technology has been phenomenal at evaluating that. Back in the day, uh, you had to wear a monitor for 30 days and then wait a couple of weeks for it to be processed. And then we're seeing what happened, you know, weeks earlier. Nowadays, the monitors we use in our practice- Uh, are Wi-Fi based or cellular based. So we'll actually get, if there's an abnormality, we'll get warned about it real time. And nowadays they have things like the Apple Watch, Cardio Mobile that you may see on TV, which are pretty easy to use. Apple Watch, you just put on your arm. You need to set it up. It's important to set it up. If it's not set up, it won't work. But those are decent evaluating. They're not perfect, uh, but any of these tools and any technology that helps us is always a, a plus. I never see this stuff as a negative. It's always a plus because the more information you get, the better you, you can take care of patients. Now, you both have given a strong description of why it's important to pay attention to signals from your body, why it's important to be evaluated, why one EKG is not sufficient and don't fall for the what did you say? The false reassurance of a good EKG. So there's an event coming up at the Women's Club of Albany, an evening of heart 
Health with Go Red for Women on Thursday, February 15th. How do people sign up for it? And what's going to happen there? I can take that one. People can RSVP directly to me at my email, birkinsdl at gmail.com. So that's be like boy, U-R-K-I-N-S, D like David, L like Larry at gmail.com. We do have an occupancy um, restriction. So we have to make sure that we don't go over our occupancy limit, but we do have quite a few openings at this point in time. And the public is very welcome to come and attend this really important presentation that can literally be life-saving. And both of you are going to be speaking there. And I see from the Women's Club website that beverages, light appetizers, and desserts will be served. Presumably not really heavy, fatty desserts that could contribute (laughs) to having an issue at the event. Right. Our ladies at the club are being very conscientious to be heart healthy with what they're volunteering to bring in. So it's going to be kind of a potluck, but I got a lot of trust in these sharp, savvy gals. Okay. And Dr. Drismalski, for the people who are not able to attend on Thursday, what are like the top two or three tips you would give people to monitor or improve their heart health? Number one would be if you think something's wrong, come in and get evaluated. Uh, Most common one is chest pressure. It doesn't have to be a pain, but chest pressure is a very common finding that is most concerning for us. The other one is palpitations. If you feel your heart racing, you're sitting there and all of a sudden it's going at 160 beats per minute, that would be the time I'd be worried about electrical problems. So the two is the coronary disease or blockages, and the other is electrical issues such as atrial fibrillation that we mentioned. So palpitations and chest pressure are the most common concerning findings. Thank you. That was Dr. Christoph Drzmelski from Capital Cardiology Associates, and I failed to find out what interventional cardiologist means. You'll have to go to the Women's Club on Thursday, February 15th to meet him in person and ask him yourself. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for sharing this important message. Thank you, Bria. Thank you.